0: the Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, where we seek to answer questions that you might have about the Christian faith and the Christian life. And so each week we select a question that we think is relevant to where you are and something that maybe you are wrestling with, or maybe you have some friends that are wrestling with and you'd like to have an answer for it. So today... We're just going to go right into our question because it's a very relevant question. It's something that we hear in our culture all the time and it has to do with the reality of God and it has to do with whether or not everybody is worshiping the same God even though they might call him by a different name. So that's our question. Don't we all worship the same God? Don't we all worship the same God? So the concept here is is that the Jew worships the same God as the Christian, who worships the same God as the Muslim, who worships the same God that the Native Americans worship when they worship the Great Spirit, or that the Hindu worships and the Buddhist worships. And so we all are just basically worshiping the same God, although we, in our faith tradition, have named him something else. And so we're going to address that issue today. So we're going to approach it from two different perspectives. First of all, we're going to approach it from a cultural perspective. Is that really true that we worship the same God? And then we're going to approach it from a biblical perspective and see what God's Word has to say about it. So let's, first of all, approach it from a cultural perspective. When you have someone say that we're worshiping the same god all of us are worshiping the same god the reality is is they're actually reflecting a western cultural mindset they're reflecting a western cultural mindset because to be very honest with you that concept that all of us are just worshiping the same god no matter how different our faith traditions are is a Western mindset, basically a Western pluralistic mindset. What do you mean by that, George? Well, if you were to go anywhere else in the world, for instance, if you were to go to the Middle East, or if you were to go to Asia, and even in different parts of Asia, to those who worship uh, Buddhism, or those who worship Hinduism, or those who worship not anything and you were to say to them that, well, we're all worshiping the same God, uh, you would be laughed at. In some places, they would get quite angry with you. And the fact of the matter is, is that that, to them, is totally beyond their thinking. That reflects a Western mindset that is basically thinking that we need to be tolerant of each other because we're basically all the same. So it's a reflection of a Western mindset. It's not a reflection of reality around the world. It's also a Western mindset because it reflects our orientation towards the sciences. And when you have that orientation towards the sciences, and you have that orientation towards secular humanism, you basically view all religion, whether it's Christianity or Islam or Buddhism, or Hinduism, or animism, or any other kind of ism, when you basically look at all of those things from a secular humanistic perspective, it's all a reflection of superstition that was developed by humans to appease the unknown in their mind, to answer the questions about the unknown. So in reality, we're all just basically worshipping the same God. This statement, don't we all worship the same God, is also a reflection of where our culture is with regards to the issue of tolerance. We live in a culture that is basically emphasizing the fact that we need to be tolerant of each other. And that to have religions making exclusive claims concerning what they believe versus what somebody else believes and saying that somebody else is wrong, that's not tolerant. And to be honest with you, that's really a sin in the mindset of Western culture to say that something is right is right and that something is wrong is wrong. You can't do that. And so then that brings us to this whole perspective that we have in our country, in America, because we live in a culture where we have political statements that use God. So on our money, it says, in God we trust. We sing songs that say, God bless America. And the reality is, when you think about the Western mindset that we all worship the same God, we're not saying those things about the Christian God. Well, who are we saying them about? Well, whoever is saying that or singing that or holding to that concept, it's whatever concept of God they have in their mind when they say that statement. It's not a statement based upon the Christian God. The problem is, is that a lot of people in Christian churches today believe that those statements are reflective of our Christian God, the God that we worship, but it's not. It's a generic God. It's a God who's all-encompassing, who basically reflects the Western mindset. Now, you're saying, okay, George, I hear that. I don't know if I agree with all that. What does the Bible say? Well, we're going to look at several things from the Bible, and the answer that the Bible gives is no. We don't all worship the same God. In fact, the Bible makes some very exclusive claims to the reality that there is only one God. And if you're worshipping another God, or a God by any other name, you're actually worshipping a false God. Whoa, wait a minute, George, are you serious? Yeah, so let's take it a little bit at a time. So first of all, we're going to look at a question... That one of the disciples asked Jesus. In John's Gospel, in the 14th chapter, Philip says to him in verse 8, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. So, so Philip is saying, Lord, show us God, show us who he is. And here's how Jesus responds. He says in verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. What's Jesus doing here? Jesus is claiming that he and the Father are one. He's saying to Philip, Philip, when you see me, you see God. That's really an exclusive claim here. Jesus is exclusively claiming to be God. Now you say, okay, well, George, that really doesn't answer the issue about whether or not the Great Spirit is God or Allah is God or or that something that a Hindu would worship is God, which, by the way, Hindus worship a pantheon of gods, not just one god. They have many gods. Well, notice now what Paul says. We go to Romans chapter 1. And here we're going to see that this whole concept of other gods, the source of it is from man itself. It's not a reflection of the true God. It's actually a perversion of the true God. So therefore it's not the same. Notice what he says here. Verse 18 of chapter 1. For the wrath of God is revealed against heaven, against ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it. Now we go on, verse 21. For although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible into an image made like corruptible man and birds, and four-footed animals, and creepy things. So God gave them up to uncleanness, to the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Okay, so here's what Paul's saying. All of these other gods, aside from Yahweh, the God of the universe, the Creator. They're not the same thing as God because they're basically the invention that comes out of a corrupted mind and a corrupted heart of the truth of God. They're basically the invention of man. Man has created these gods in his own image. Rather than in God's image, the truth of God, they've created them according to what they want to think. So Paul's very clearly saying here, no, it's not the same God. These are all the creations of sinful man. In fact, he goes a little bit further in another New Testament letter. In the first letter to the Corinthians, Paul is addressing an issue of whether or not it's okay for Christians to eat meat that had been offered to an idol. So he says something very interesting in chapter 8, verse 4. And, and notice what he says, now concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is no other god but one. Now, an idol in their day was, was this physical representation of of what their mind had created concerning their God. And he's basically, he's noticed, he's not saying that that idol that you're eating the meat that's been offered to, that's just another form of God. He didn't say that. He's saying it's nothing. It's a figment of someone's imagination. There's nothing there. There is only one God. The God that we worship. The Christian God. So the answer is... No. Okay, so that brings up some things that maybe we need to ponder. And so we live in a culture that really, really emphasizes tolerance. We're, we live in a pluralistic society that, that a Western mindset, it's only a Western mindset because it's not true anywhere else, that basically says that everybody's worshiping the same God. The fact is, folks, we're not. We're not worshiping the same God. In fact, if you look at the scriptures, the scriptures testify that there is only one God and that he demands our worship. He deserves our worship. And that all of these other things are basically the corrupt twisted, perverted concepts of God that man has created for himself. So the answer to the question is no. We don't all worship the same God. Finding Clarity Podcast is really just an opportunity to try to take some time, 10-20 minutes out of a week, and answer questions that we are faced with weekly where we've got to try to figure out how do we answer them from the scripture. And so that's what we're trying to do here is answer questions that you might have. Now, there are a lot of ways that you can listen to the podcast or listen to past podcasts. You can go to our website, KerwinsvilleChristian.org, click on the media link, and you'll see a list of all the media that is available to you to listen to, and you'll see a link there for the Finding Clarity podcast, as well as for the archives of the Finding Clarity podcast, and you can look at all of the questions that we have been wrestling with. You can also go to Facebook, facebook.com slash findingclaritypodcast. We would encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with the latest episode. You can also download our church app. Just go to the Google Play on your Android device or the iOS App Store on your Apple device, and you will be able to just do a search on Kerwinsville Christian Church. You can download our app. It's free keep up with what's happening at the church, and you can also keep up with the podcast there. You can subscribe on Google Play to the podcast, as well as if you go to iTunes, both of those places, just do a search on the Finding Clarity podcast, and we would encourage you to subscribe so that you don't miss out on an episode. Now, next week, we're going to get a little... I'm almost kind of nervous to address this question, but it needs to be addressed. We're going to wrestle with the question that I hear people oftentimes in our society, they they kind of talk about the reality that animals will be in heaven. And usually when they talk about that, they're thinking about their pet who just died or had died, and that they'll see their pet again because they love their pet so much. So here's the question that we're going to wrestle with next week. And believe me, we're going to wrestle with this one. Do animals go to heaven? Do animals go to heaven? That's what we're going to look at next week. Until that time, we trust that you'll have a great week. Take care.